Hey, it's Mark Zimmerman, Chief Operating Officer, Renters Warehouse, Houston. And I'm so glad that you decided to click on this video uh, today. We, as always, are a property leasing and property management company here in the greater Houston area. And we would love to help find a tenant for your rental property, uh, manage the rental property after uh, a tenant's in place. But anyway, I digress. Uh, what are we talking about today? We're talking about um, screening tenants. This is a very, very important subject. In fact, most experts and polls will tell you that putting the wrong tenant into your rental property is the worst mistake a landlord can make. And I can tell you as a landlord myself, that is absolutely true. Uh, the thing that makes it most painful is it's gonna kill your yield, right? What you're making on the property every year compared to what your expenses are. And I got to tell you, uh, when you think of what your make ready costs are going to be if that tenant doesn't work out and moves out in the middle of the lease or maybe even after just one year, uh, those costs are going to be high. You'd be surprised. At the very least, you're going to have to clean the house, clean the carpets possibly, and do some other stuff. There's, there's definitely money involved in that, getting that make ready done if the tenant doesn't work out, moves out. You also have vacancy costs, right? You have a loss of rent income. That's a big one. You also have utilities while it's vacant. Uh, you got a whole bunch of costs associated with the vacancy part of it. You also may have a, a listing fee, right? Probably you're going to use a real estate agent to find you another tenant, unless you're really good about screening tenants, which we're going to talk about today. So there are thousands of dollars of costs associated with a tenant not working out. And here's the deal. The longer the tenant stays in the property, the more money you make. You want your tenant to stay three, five, seven years. We've had tenants that stayed 10, 15 years in a property, no lie. You treat them like human beings, you take care of them, you are responsive to their needs and they'll stay. I promise, I promise they'll stay. But anyway, I can tell you though that there are um, lots of reasons why you wanna put a lot of time into screening your tenant first and making sure you're putting a good tenant in first because that really is gonna protect you down the road and make sure that that tenant stays in the property. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some tips, some tricks, some things you should look for. Okay, so you have a prospective tenant and they come to you and they really don't have any references. That can be a big problem. Usually that means they've got something to hide. Something else that a lot of people don't do they may talk to their current landlord that they basically say, hey, give a call to, but they don't talk to the previous landlord before the current landlord. Now, stick with me on this. Sometimes current landlords aren't excited about the tenant that's in the property, and so they want them to move on too. So when you call, they may hem and haw, maybe not say anything good, but also not say anything bad about the, the tenant. But if you talk to a previous landlord, landlord two landlords back they might be a lot more honest with you because they got nothing to lose they'll be like man do not run to that person so don't just talk to the current landlord go back one more and talk to the previous landlord great tip there also you also want to avoid getting what i would call bum numbers right they put on the application the tenant does their previous and current landlord name and number and you call that you don't know who you're talking to right I could easily put my buddy's number down and say, hey, if you get a call asking about me as a tenant, say that you're my old landlord and say I'm great. 
Instead, what you want to do is get the information of the landlord, especially if it's in a commercial unit, like a multi-unit property, an apartment, and then look up the phone number of that apartment yourself and call that number. That's one way that you can protect yourself from those fraudulent um, referrals, right? So lack of references. Here's another one, another red flag, bad credit. Now, I will tell you that please don't reject a potential great tenant just because of their bad credit, right? Credit by itself does not paint the whole picture. However, it does paint you kind of a good picture. Um, so when you're looking at someone's credit, make sure you look at things like late rental payments or late payments in general on stuff. That's going to be a guideline for you to know that maybe there is a problem. All right. So bad credit, look for bad credit. However, don't make it your only determining factor. Okay. Next, suspicious employment history. Ooh, that's a good one. So you absolutely need to take the time to call and verify that your prospective tenant actually has a job, a J-O-B. Um, you want to make sure that they have steady, reliable income. We always ask for two or three months pay stubs, right? And then not only do we get the pay stubs, because those can be forged too, unfortunately, in today's cool computer era, but we also call the employer and say, hey, do you got this Mark Zimmerman guy working for you? And most of the time they'll say, sure, he's working full time. That's about all they can tell you, but they can tell you that, he's, that they're on board with this company. A lot of people don't even do that. They ask where they work, but then they don't follow up to make sure that they work where they work. So make sure you do that. And then again, by calling that employer directly, you can confirm also the pay stubs. You can ask how much they make, but you can make sure that they work there. So. That's another big tip that you want to kind of follow when you're talking about employment history with a tenant, okay? Okay, here's another one that you might want to think about. Let me reset this. And that is, if they're in extreme, if they're in an extreme hurry to move in. So I've had people say, I oh, got the greatest news, man. I found somebody that wants to rent our property and they want to move in tomorrow. They got their U-Haul parked out front. This isn't great, man, zero vacancy time, or this thing's been sitting forever, now I got a tenant to move in. Fantastic, not fantastic. I have always said that if someone's in a very big hurry to move into a property, don't do it. Because they are probably getting ready to get evicted from their other property and they're trying to get into your property before it comes up on their credit report, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that's a huge red flag. Plus, good tenants give their current landlord notice that they're moving. So if they're just going to drop the ball and run to another place in a day or two, that's not being a good, a good tenant. And you don't want that either. So you'll want to talk to the tenant and really drill down with them as to why um, they're in such a hurry to move into your property. Okay. Big red flag there. How about this one? Uh, they moved a lot in the past. Now, granted, there are times when those multiple moves, they move every year for the last seven years. They've been in seven different rental properties over the last seven years, and every year they move into another rental property. Sometimes there are reasons for that, you know, their type of employment, whatever. You want to drill into that. Uh, however, most of the time, it really just means that they're unsatisfied with where they're at, or they're just one of these people that want to go the newest and bestest and greatest, and they're only going to be there a year. And as we talked about at the beginning of this, the longer the stay, the longer a tenant stays in your property, the more money you're going to make. So you don't want somebody that wants to move every year. So be, be
be careful about that. That could mean that they have problems every time with their landlords, or maybe they have problem every time with their neighbors or whatever, or worse. So make sure that you really drill into that and question that. Next, you wanna look at income, right? We all talk about three times the gross income, right? So a rent should be three times a gross income. So if the rent's $2,000 a month, their gross income should be $6,000 a month. Yes, that's a very good key, a very good guideline, one that we use. However, one, more is better. More is better. And number two, you wanna look at the big picture. You wanna look at debt to income too, what you're gonna see on their credit report. Yeah, they might make $6,000 a month, which qualifies them for a $2,000 rental. But then you look and they got a Mercedes Benz car payment of 800 bucks a month and a Jaguar car payment of $700 a month. And they got this and they got that. And next thing you know, they really don't make any money when you look at all the debt that they have with their credit cards and everything else. So be very careful and look at debt to income and don't just rely on gross, okay? Next, let's talk a little bit about how to read a background check, okay? Especially when it comes to credit reporting. Hopefully you'll use a tool. There are tons of background check companies out on the web that are gonna charge you 20 bucks or so to have, that's per applicant, to have someone apply you know, for your property and have them run uh, their criminal and their civil, okay? You do wanna get criminal and civil and you absolutely wanna use these companies. It is worth collecting a fee from a tenant to apply or just having them pay themselves through the online website company that you suggest they use or ask them to use, right? So you're gonna go ahead and do this, but this is critical, 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 critical to the screening process. If you don't have a criminal and a civil background check, you are really opening yourself up to pain and suffering and misery, and you're not gonna like being a landlord if you're new to it, all right? So here's a few things that you should look for when you've got that credit report, right? Uh, as I said before, it's not all about credit score. I can also say that in terms of bad credit score or even good credit score. And here's what I mean by that. I've seen reports, credit reports that come back and say that my prospective tenant has a 750 credit score. Woohoo, 750, yeah, it's a great credit score. However, then when you look at it, they only got one line of credit, right? Maybe it's one revolving charge account, a Sears credit card, and they don't have a balance on it, and that's it. That's their entire credit history. Possible for someone that's maybe 20 years old, but somebody that's 30 or 40 or 50, you begin to wonder, why do they only have one line of credit? And that one line of credit really doesn't tell you anything. So be very, very uh, careful about people that have really high credit scores, but only have one credit line, or even worse, no credit lines. Now, if they have no credit lines, they're probably gonna have a no score which is a whole nother topic. But if they have one line, two lines, be a little careful about that, okay? So moving on to the next thing on the credit report. Rental history, okay? Rental history. So you wanna have a lot of rental history. We already talked about checking with the last two landlords, current landlord, previous landlord, very important. But you also wanna look at, as I said, how many times I move and their rental history. And again, as I said earlier, big red flag, if every year they're moving to a new rental property and they've done that five, six, seven times in the last five, six, seven years, right? So definitely check into rental history and understand as much as you can uh, why they're moving uh, quickly, all right? Number two, uh, I would say collections, all right? 
So with the collections, what I mean by that is you look into their credit history, you're going to see on this credit report if there were collections. It's actually going to say collection account, probably. Even if it's not an apartment per se, if it's a charge card, a Capital One card, uh, anything like that, any type of collection, an auto bank loan, that's going to make you nervous because they're not paying their bills and obviously they don't feel very... Um, motivated to sometimes pay bills and you want your rent to get paid for sure. So that shows a history or a uh, uh, maybe a, a propensity as they say, to not pay their bills like your rent on time or at all. So if you see a lot of collection issues, that's a big issue, right? Here's another big one, bankruptcies and evictions, right? So maybe they had a bankruptcy, maybe that's why they're looking for a rental, maybe they had a foreclosure that was part of the bankruptcy, maybe that's why they're looking for a, a rental. You can use your discretion on that. On evictions though, our rule is no evictions in the last four years. Now you're like, well, how do I know, Mark? Well, here's how you know. When you get your the credit report, it'll say all the different court cases that they might have. Maybe they got a misdemeanor for doing this or that, right? Well, one of the things that's gonna be on their credit report is an eviction, if there is an eviction. Now, it may not say eviction, but here is the tip. If the case number begins with EV, EV, that means it's an eviction case. So anytime you look down and you see EV, blah, 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 as the case number for that civil thing that comes up on the credit report, you know it was an eviction. Then you can look at the date. And if it's in the last four years, I would say no. No, don't do it. Don't put somebody in. It's been the last year. Definitely don't put somebody in. So that's how you know whether it's an eviction or not. All right? Now, we already talked about collections, but how about this? Collections that are basically, possibly, most likely, lease collections. They owed rent to whatever it was that they bailed on. Sometimes on the credit report, it won't be that obvious. I've seen some that'll say, uh, you know, Carol at Shadow Creek. You're like, Carol at Shadow Creek? Turns out that that's an apartment complex, right? But you wouldn't know because it's Carol at Shadow Creek. Or it'll say, it'll say uh, South Ridge Incorporated. Well, that's actually an apartment, again. So if there's a collection, dig down to what type of collection, and it might not be as obvious to you that there is a lease collection. And for us, we look at evictions and lease collections as just as severe. We don't just say evictions in the last four years, we also say lease collections in the last four years. So no lease collections too, so look for that. Next, too many inquiries, that's a big one. So on your credit report, you're gonna see all these different inquiries. Hopefully it's like three or four or five, but if you see a whole ton of them or in the last week, now you know that they're working for, trying to find a place to rent and they're sending out massive applications. Maybe they're even looking for a loan. Maybe they're looking for a new credit card. That always makes me nervous when I see all these different inquiries on people's credit reports. So that can be a big red flag too. Now, when you're reading a rent bureau report, which you may or may not get, you can pay for this as well. If you choose to get a rent bureau report for this prospective tenant, we get them. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff on this rent bureau report, but the most important thing is gonna show you their payment history, okay? And what it'll have, it'll say by month, each month for the last 12 months, right? So it'll go back 12 months. And it'll say P for paid as agreed. You want P's, you want P every month. P, 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 right? L, L, L is late. That's bad. Um, 
Anything else, like a W is a write-off, that's bad too. So you only want P's. So if you see P, 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 P across the last 12 months, you know that they've paid on time to their current or past uh, rental property, and that's the person you want, right? That's a good one. You know, great credit, you're going to see lots of lines, not you know, lots of lines, we're going to see lots of lines, you're going to see many lines, you're going to see several lines of credit, right? Hopefully, you'll see some bank cards and some credit cards, and maybe you'll see some um, car, uh, car loans, who knows? But you want to see a lot of those, but here's the key. The balances should say zero, we hope, and under 30, 60, 90, which is on the right side of this credit report that you're going to get, it should say zero, zero, zero for zero, 30 days late, zero, 60 days late, and zero, 90 days late. So hopefully the balances are low or zero, and hopefully the 30, 60, and 90 numbers are zero, zero, zero. That's somebody that has really good credit, and that's who you want to rent to. So I tease this a little bit on a video I posted earlier, driving people hopefully to this big video, but I'm going to talk about it again. As far as here are some things that you need to look for. Uh, as far as red flags for your applicants. That's kind of a summary. So, 10 red flags from applicants, all right? Number one, they ask, hey, can you work with me on the security deposit? Or they don't want to pay the security deposit at all. That's a no. Adios. See ya. Sayonara. No. Okay? So that's a no. Um, or like I said earlier, they roll up with a U-Haul and they're ready to move in today. No, no, no. We already talked about why that's a bad idea. They're running from something. Sometimes they'll say, well, my current landlord just won't fix anything in my property. Maybe true. Or it may be that they're a, what I would call, high needs resident. You may not want that in your property. Red flag. Or they'll tell you how much they're going to improve it. Man, I know it's got fresh paint and the carpet's clean, but I'm going to put in new carpet and I'm going to put in fresh paint, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. They start talking about how much they're going to improve the property. That's a sales job run, right? Or they have prior evictions. We already talked about that. Uh, another red flag. I love this one. Uh, you know, we don't have really good credit. We have bad credit, but we're good people, right? Well, that's not enough to make a decision on. You need data. They may be great people, but there may not be decision enough to make, make a, enough data to make a decision on that, right? Okay. Um, maybe they have what they call a mixed breed or an American Terrier. That's a pit bull. You probably don't want to rent to pit bulls. That's a dangerous breed. Sorry, pit bull owners. I love pit bulls. But at the end of the day, as a landlord, that's a tougher one to rent to. You might want to have a really high pet deposit for that one. Um, and some insurance. Or, like I said, you call the previous landlord, and they don't really want to say much about the tenant, right? They kind of hem and haw, and they'll give you a good or a bad. Or worse, they don't say anything right? Or how about this? They don't even know they're moving. We've called landlords that go, what? Bob's moving. That's scary if they don't even know. So that's a big one. How about this one? We talked about this. They want to trade, you know, rent for work. Like I said earlier, hey, knock off $200 and I'll clean the pool and trim the yard. No, no, don't make deals like that on rent. It's not a good deal. They're not going to do what they say they're going to do. And it's bad for everybody. Okay. And then lastly, they have a prospect, or I'm sorry, the person that says they're going to rent the property comes to showing with you, and they have a friend that they bring along, but this friend isn't going to rent the property, but they're just there for moral support, whatever, but it's their friend that asks all the questions. That's where you go, huh, why is this person asking all the questions? Well, I'll tell you why. 
that person's the one that's really going to move in, but they have crappy credit or a recent eviction, so they're having their friend pretend like they're going to rent it that has great credit so they can get into the property. So if they start doing that, just say no. So, you know, in conclusion, I got to tell you, as I say a lot of times, your gut can be some, usually your best friend. However, you can't just go back on gut instinct. Use the data too, like we talked about. Use the hard facts to make a decision, which is sometimes going to be hard to make if your property's been sitting vacant for a while. Make sure that you use a comprehensive criminal and a civil background check company to make sure that they're who they say they are and that they're good folks, right? Call the employer, call the landlord, call the landlord after the before this landlord, two landlords back. Do those things, you're gonna get a much clearer picture on your resident, and I promise you, your rental experience as a landlord will be improved a thousand percent. Let me leave you with this with this little nugget. Most people I've talked to that have told me, oh wow, you're you manage rental property, oh wow, you're a landlord. I hate being a landlord. It sucks. I'll never be a landlord again. And every time they make that comment, I say, huh, did you have a bad tenant? And they're like, oh, the worst. It was the worst tenant. Wouldn't pay the rent. Couldn't get them out. Tore the house up. Well, of course, it's all tenant related. So spend time making sure you have a good tenant. And I promise you that your life will be much better. Anyway, I hope this helped you. As always, I wish you success in what you're doing. And, uh, if you have any questions, you can always go through our website, go through YouTube, go through whatever, and I will answer them for you. But anyway, uh, Mark Zimmerman, Chief Operating Officer, Renters Warehouse, Houston, and I'm out.